Welcome to the Luke Branquino Show. We are here at the American Western Weekend. Today's guest, a dear friend, Haley Kinzel, four-time world champion barrel racer, and she has a chance at $100,000 because she had such a great year last year at the national finals. Haley, thank you for joining. Thank you for calling me a dear friend. And thanks you, oh, for you having me. And we were having this text conversation back and forth when I asked you to come on the show for the second time. We won't get into why <laughs> the second time. But, and I called her, no, I texted, no, I called you, you didn't answer, and I said, why are you screening me? Hmm. And then you're like, I would never screen my very best friend. Was that how that I don't know was? that I said my very best friend. I think that might be added on, but I, it would have been something along those lines. Like my second very best my friend? My name's on the list. Of? Very best friends. It's just a very long how long's list. The it's a pretty long <laughs> list. It's a good time. A very long list of very best friends. At least I'm on it. You made the list. Congratulations. Thank you. It speaking, doesn't take much, clearly. Speaking of making the list, I hear you have a new man in your life. You hear this? Yeah, Where I did hear you hear this, this from? On your social media. Oh, Brother? Yeah. He's oh, a, so you he's do. He's a good looking boy. Too. He's speaking of good looking big <laughs> things. Hello, dog. How are you doing? I told you, they just come to me. These animals just love me. Oh, and you as well. Oh, so many good dogs. <laughs> and now we're back. Uh, we got invaded by dogs. Apparently, Haley is a animal whisperer. Animal is what I whisperer. call myself. Yeah. So back to your new man. Back to my new man. Brother. I'm into blondes. Apparently. Yeah, I have a type. You do. It's have a type. weird that I have a type. But the, that type has kind of helped you in your career a little bit. It's been pretty good so far. Right, right. And so, brother, how old? Brother is three. Well, Robin the Cradle, nice. I know, yeah, I am into, into younger ones. For younger, blonde, taller than me for sure. <laughs> Must be taller than me. That's um, a... Actually taller than their sisters as well. He's right? a big boy. Yeah. So how wh how far along is he? What have you done with him? So I'm riding him right now. He's at the house just hanging out. He's, gosh, he's beautiful. He's like a golden color in March. And it's, it's crazy because he doesn't stay in the barn or get lights or anything like that yet. So um, oh, I yeah. want to... Yeah, yeah, because I do want to breed him. We're going to try and collect him this spring and breed a couple mares, just some in-house stuff. You want to breed and to him? Yes. Not breed him. Well, we're going to... I'm he's, just, he's I going want to breed our the mares. fans to know that you understand... Do you want to describe how this works no, but to your I want fans? Them to understand because that you, you can do that. I don't want to do that. How it works. You're I not just, gonna breed no, him. I know how breed. it works. Thank you though. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyways, you're going to collect we him. We are going to collect him and breed a few mares, um, just my some of mine. and. Um, get that started, kind of just give it us a test year, um, maybe get some frozen semen collected to use later on. Um, plan is after that, he's gonna go uh, be a rope horse for a little bit and maybe spend his four-year-old year, -old year nice. doing that um, with the rope horse maturities or taking off. Okay. Yeah, no, probably not. Um, they don't have the steer wrestling maturities yet. Uh, yet. Uh, when they do, that'll be fun to watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, would, I would be, yes. I bet you fun. would be I'm not entered. I would not no, be, I'd be involved at some point. Involved and go watch. Yes. I would be involved in watching for right. sure myself. Um, I think he'd be good at it. He might be a little tall. I don't know. He is kind of a big boy. Um, so I've, I've gone ahead and started him on the barrels. What he's going to do later on is hard to say because if he has a, a good career as a stallion, you know, maybe we stay there. Or if he's really great to rope on, maybe we kind of focus that direction. And hopefully I get to ride him eventually and get to run barrels on him. But it's not my direct priority right now. Generation after generation, Resistall is the cowboy had a choice 
for ranchers and rodeo cowboys. Since 1927, Resistall has been making the finest cowboy hats available right here in America. Made from the finest select furs to a beautifully finished hat, each one goes through 200 hands to get to the custom finish and quality we expect. Made for cowboys, we live it every day. Okay, so here's a question with brother. Say he is successful, he's talented, he's an athlete. Keep him a stud. Do you run him or do you just collect him and sell a semen? Because if you run him and then they, that semen is worth nothing. It's a really good question, and I feel like I'm just going to end up playing it by ear. My biggest goal for him is to be a horse, a good oh, horse yeah. at whatever he can do. I would love to be able to ride him. I'd love for someone to be able to ride him, like I said, whether it's in the barrels, whether it's in the rope horse side. Of course, I would like him to have a stallion career, but recognizing that those are all separate jobs is kind of a lot to ask, especially of a really young horse. So I just want to be sensitive to that. And yes, sister has already kind of done the hard work right. in the barrel pin. Um, to run him would be for me. To, you know, truthfully, right. it would be more for what I would want. And if he, the bond that I have with him and the ability to be able to run her full brother that looks so much right. like her would be so cool for me, especially if he's talented. Yes, the stallion deal to me, it seems very critical. Um, you know, if a horse doesn't do what she did, he right. may be, com he's going to be compared to her. That's oh, understandable. Sure. Um, I look at them as different horses, of course. You know, I look at you this as a, because I know them, right. and, and I know that one of them, he's a, he's a boy, and he thinks about boy things all the time, and she's pretty business-like, doesn't have to worry about that sort of thing. So I can, I can recognize that I don't think he should be her or should be compared to her, but I also understand that's just how it works. Right. So is it a benefit to him to run barrels? Maybe, maybe not. You know, if he's outstanding, yes, it will. I think it could only benefit him from that standpoint, but... If not, if he's just kind of good, then yeah, we'd probably be better off to not. But that's just something I think I'm very transparent about with right. myself. And I would want to be with everyone else too, that I just recognize he's a horse. We're going to do the best we can with all of his different jobs and eventually maybe choose one or two, maybe not all three right. to continue and whatever's best for him. Um, I don't really want him to live an isolated life where all he does is is breed. Um, I hope that he can that do suck. other things. I know, really rough for a guy. Right. Um, but I would like him to be able to live like a horse. I mean, right now he's turned out with another gelding of mine. He's good to ride. He's good around everybody. So hopefully we can stay that way. If not, um, we'll see. You know, what if he's a great performer and I decide he needs to be able to fully focus and he doesn't need anything extra holding him back? That's a possibility too. So I'm just very kind of open to yeah. whatever it brings. So setting goals, not expectations. Thank you, Paige Champion. Doing my best. Yes. Um, that way you, you don't expect things and, and obviously doesn't go how you want. Mm -hmm. We're going to switch back to sister. What a special horse um, for you in your life. You and your mom, I believe, found her or you know i mean you knew where you knew you knew you had a special bond with her before you guys got her right we did we had a emotional attachment to her through another horse right. that was my mom's horse and we actually lost that horse uh, about two weeks after the american 2017 and wow. so th the fact that that horse is what led us to sister and this great ride we've been on since then is always gonna be special to both of us. Um, she was my mom's and sister was mine. And so I feel a little 
guilty and uh, you know maybe why, why do I get the good thing right that that right. comes out of this but uh, she's really special to my whole family she's she's our horse as a group we all love her everybody takes care of her she's the only mare my dad calls by her actual name um, <laughs> everything else is like the mare or the other mare or the Woman. yellow mare the sorrel mare she was the yellow mare for a long time but then I made the NFR and now she's sister, sister. so <laughs> 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 so yeah she is special to all of us in so so many ways but watching you guys work together I know that sounds corny coming from a bulldogger but watching to see how you guys work together at all the rodeos but especially the national finals getting to sit in the stands and watch you guys are on TV um, you know all the fans are like there's really not a duo out there that looks as comfortable together as you and sister do and that's I mean maybe some people would question that but in my opinion and, and a lot of others I think that's the case but to see after 21 just missing that championship and the way you guys battled back in 22 and even after hitting a barrel you know it's something that you guys didn't it didn't it didn't affect you you know okay I hit this barrel I need to battle back and get them in the go rounds and watch you guys work that magic was pretty cool thank you it was it was cool for me too it's always cool to be on a horse like that's back um I don't know if I'll ever have one that I'll have quite that feeling or bond with. I hope I do. I, you know, the goal is to treat them all that way. But with her, it's so easy. You know, it's right. easy to prioritize a horse like that. It's easy to think of them as great as they are because they just keep keep doing it for you. And it's funny. The, it's like no run feels the same on right. her every there's always those horses that they say oh they make the same run every time i don't feel like she does <laughs> i feel like she just kind of does whatever she's feeling that day and we adjust maybe that's me maybe i'm not doing the same thing every time but she's just such a live wire she's a lot of horse in a little package um she's pretty small a lot of people think she's big she's not but she has a big personality right. and it it's like it makes her run big it makes her do big things so to be part of that with her is, it's really an honor to, I feel like I'm watching. Like I'm, right. I'm in the saddle and I'm there, I'm as close as anyone can be, but I feel like I'm watching something great happen all the time. Yeti, it's built for those who value shared time and personal pursuit. Whether it's on the rodeo trail or at the family ranch, dustproof, waterproof, and virtually indestructible. Yeti's Go Box has a removable cargo tray and divider, perfect to use for a camp pantry, ammo can, or tackle box. The pack and stack design holds everything you need so nothing holds you back. Yeti's Go Box comes in three different sizes, the 15, the 30, and the big boy, the 60. It's perfect for rodeo cowboys who want it all. This leads me to your next, my next question, or my next comment about your Instagram post about San Antonio. <laughs> and I, I thought it was awesome. Oh, I, I honestly did. I think it's great that contestants are able to voice their opinion and help the committees make it better. San Antonio, I, I haven't been in a couple of years, but we used to be in the barn fairly close to the arena. Now they were on concrete. You could get mats put down, but a lot of shavings, which you still had to buy. Sure. This year, quite a bit different. Quite a bit different. I think it was a good thing that it all came to light. I hated the way that I had to do it. And I say had to because we had tried every other avenue. Mm -hmm. We had tried for a few years to help um, just improve things, encourage. We had talked to volunteers and committee members. Many of us this year had already voiced our opinions to the volunteers on the ground. And I must say, they are amazing. Like right. the volunteers back there that are working those lots that are doing their best, they are just spot on awesome. But 
there was for some reason a disconnect between what was being said there, the conversations we were having on the ground, and the committee, the executive mm -hmm. committee, the higher ups that are making the decisions, to the point that by the last day we had made these concerns known and when the feedback we get was, well, nobody's complained, so it must not be a problem. <laughs> and that was when I finally said, you know, that's enough. Um, we could be, because yes, we have. Right. We have said what we've said, and you're not paying attention, so we're going to make it clear. And for me, it comes in the spirit of, I know with Sister, I have a once-in-a-lifetime horse, and there are a lot of rodeos that I choose not to go to, or I just don't get to go to, because I choose to prioritize these others. Um, I try and be really smart with the amount of runs I make. Right. So even in the last two years, I looked at the winner and said, Fort Worth, Houston, Santone, that's it. And because we've had a lot of success at those three and they pay very well and they're close to home, not a lot of hauling. So because I choose those, you know, those are now tournament style rodeos. Yeah. That's four or five, six right. runs at each of these rodeos. So I am therefore saying I'm not gonna go somewhere else because I chose this rodeo. And while I'm sitting at San Antonio this year and the trouble we had, it really made me realize I don't have to bring her here. If this is gonna be this bad, if the conditions are gonna be unfavorable to the horses themselves, right. then I could take her somewhere else. I could go to a rodeo I've never been to that I've always wanted to go to because I didn't bring her to right. San Antonio. I would love to bring her back to San Antonio. It's like the closest thing to a hometown rodeo right. for me. Um, we've won it three times. I've had a lot of success there. We did great this year, but there are a lot of conditions that need to improve. Um, there seem to be a lot of decisions made this year that were changes, whether they were budget cuts, I don't know. They were definitely changes that were unfavorable to the contestants. Right. I made a list of those, shared those with our associations, shared them with San Antonio, with other contestants. And well, I mean, that list can not only help San Antonio, it could help a lot of, can help a lot of give things. us some of the things on the list. How far, but first, before you do that, how far was the ride from the stall, the parking area, to the arena the way we calculated which was not measured entirely but just based on how far we walk and normally how far how fast you can walk a mile was just over a mile um, it is mostly concrete right. they put dirt down for a majority of that walk um, there is a pretty scary part right before you get down to the arena that's always been there it's in between the stall barn yep. and the tunnel the culvert there the culvert there yeah. and it's um you know once you get down that culvert there's a lot of pe a lot of foot traffic yes. and a lot of rodeos do a really great job of stopping that foot traffic san antonio is a little behind the eight ball on that there's a lot of golf cart traffic right. so they're coming flying past you and so when you're in this corridor of concrete and there's yeah. noise on all sides there's people around the horses are on edge there's golf carts flying yeah. by it just seems like this is a little unnecessary for the best horses in the world to right. be there if these were Different, I mean, lower quality horses, I would understand. Um, but when you have a rodeo like that and you invite the best in the world, you're basically saying, I want you to bring the greatest horse in barrel racing to this rodeo. That's how the standings work. That's right. why it's an invitational rodeo. So if they're going to say that, then it needs to be conditions that are fair to those horses. Right. So the long walk was a, a big deal. It was about double what we used to right. walk. Um, the parking situation was up in that lot, was almost enough room for the trailers that need to be there that day. Mm -hmm. um, there were a couple days where they had to overflow into the old lot, which is actually closer. Oh, way closer. Yeah, yeah. way closer. 
I was in that old lot when this deal went down on the last day, and what happened was there was plenty of room in that lot, but we were told we could not tie our horses to the trailer because there was not room, which there was. And we were asked, well, what do we do? You know, what do you want to do? And they said, well, you can either leave them loaded, oh, wow. and uh, or you can you know hold, hold them to saddle and put them back. But we couldn't use the stall barn down below, which is what they used to right. encourage you to do. So now that that's out of the picture, you don't have a stall, you can't unload for hours. Um, you're on an asphalt parking lot. I have mats, so I roll my mat out and I'm told to put that away. Two or they three other girls- They told you to put that away? They did because I had it on the side of the trailer. And did, you, did you um, do the-, the you know, uh, what I did was I was like, I don't think I'm going to do that until I absolutely have to. Right. <laughs> so um, I ended up just not moving it at all until um, <laughs> I, I was able to talk to some volunteers that vouched for me and said, no, this is ridiculous. We're going to let them stay there. So I was I got out of the deal pretty well. I was able to keep my horse tied there. There were other contestants parked near me that had trailers parked so close to them with a very large lot, as you can see in my video, yes. that they were not able to unload. And they asked them, you know, hey, we have a side load. There's a trailer right here. How do you get my horse out? And they said, not my problem and left. So the treatment of the contestants wow. face to face was pretty harsh. Now, of course, that's person by person, right? right. That's not yeah. necessarily the position of San Antonio. But in a lot of cases, including the hospitality situation, um, a lot of people weren't able to bring their whole families into the hospitality. And by whole, I mean any more than one person. Right. So you walk in with your mom and your grandma and your grandma can't come. There were grandparents, there were kids, family members wow. sitting outside. Now sometimes, so let's say that's the rule, same with the parking situation, let's say that's the rule that you can't tie the side of the trailer. If you got a certain volunteer, they may make an exception, right. and that's great. I'm glad that in some cases, the experiences were better. In some cases, you could bring your family to hospitality. In some cases, you could get a ticket for your family, but in other cases, you were told you had to buy them, which is against our own rule book. Right. Uh, we're supposed to get a ticket everywhere, even the NFR honors that. Yeah. Um, but you know, so this one seems a bit different. So if these are the rules in place and you're relying on an exception or you're relying on one nice volunteer to give you a better deal that day, then that's not fair to all the contestants. No. That's only okay for some. Right. And okay for some is not the kind of game I wanna play. Meat and seafood from ButcherBox checks all the boxes. It's versatile, delicious, and they have everything I'm looking for when it comes to quality. Like 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that is raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members an incredible deal. Free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash Luke and use code Luke. Claim this deal at butcherbox.com forward slash Luke and use code Luke. They do invite the best in the world. And I feel like we show up there at times and we're just a circus sideshow act. You know, the concert is the ticket seller. They're like, you guys are just for the concert. Sure. Get in and out. So why invest that money as much money as you're investing into the contestants if that's what you feel like we are. Exactly. You know? And that's how I think we all feel that 
and I've talked to so many, so many contestants, it was not just me, that had similar experiences, that had voiced their opinions throughout the rodeo, and that feel the same way, that, hey, you know, this is a good rodeo, it used to be a little better, it's gone a little downhill, or I should say it's gone away from the contestants in some ways. You know, in the carnival, parking gets a better parking oh, lot yeah, than we exactly. do. That just shows you where you rank. And that's okay if that's how you feel, but don't, don't ask us to come. And uh, the volunteers that have approached me and thanked me, right. I'm talking hundreds, yeah. hundreds that have ca called, texted, emailed, came up to me that day and said, thank you for saying what we have been saying all along, but our, our opinions aren't being heard. Yeah, I mean, the board above them, they're like, no, we need this them in, out, just we need in sure. and out fast you can, get out of here, we want the people concert, the Efficiency, carnival. Efficiency, yeah. and, and they have a lot of irons in the fire, there's a lot going on, but yeah, you wonder where you rank. And when you think about other rodeos and you picture in the same scenario, you're in the middle of a city, you're pretty well landlocked, everything's growing around you, so you only have so much room, but how do they combat it? Well, some rodeos give us the closest parking lot to the alleyway. Right. That, I mean, every rodeo has that capability. They've got one lot that's closest, but who has the passes to it? Is it the general admission parking? Because right. they want them to be able to come, and it's so understandable, that money's great, goes to sports scholarships and stuff, but where does that say for us? Oh, well, we're definitely gonna be behind that right. at a rodeo like San Antonio. So I'm hoping that just bringing the issues to light will um, be able to encourage them that right. we do matter, or if we don't matter that much, then that's fine, let us know. So right. that we don't assume, you know, that we should, and I, I shouldn't even say assume, we don't approach this rodeo thinking this is going to be a great treatment of contestants. Right. Um, I, I look forward to some changes, but I'm, I am glad that there's been enough publicity around it. I didn't expect it to do what it did at all. Um, it was a little bit personal for me with that particular rodeo because I am used in a lot of advertising. I'm right. at the top of their website before this week. I was Sister used too, in every right? Oh, absolutely. She's she seems to be everywhere I am. Right. Um, weird. So you know, yeah. If I if we're on a banner and you're going to say that my you represent me and I represent you, then you're going to make sure my horse is taken right. care of, or I, or you don't get to represent me. Haley, thank you for joining me again. Four-time world champion, Haley Kinzel, her great horse sister, her new man, brother. I appreciate it, and we're looking forward to, uh, I'm going to say having you back on the show at some point. Thank you. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. You bet. I am here with general manager of Hatco, Ricky Bullen. Ricky, thank you for joining us on the show. This is going to be a fun episode for me because of your knowledge, and not of the hats, that's awesome, but rodeo history and how you we're in the rodeo business and the rodeo world. As we've talked before, I got to rodeo a long time ago with some great people, Jim Shoulders and Neil Gay and Donnie and Pete Gay. And you know, the rodeo business is what led me into the hat business. Well, Cody Lambert has told me some stories about how punchy you were in the bull ride. And he said he was probably one of the best going at that time. And then also you were one of the first to have a major sponsor with Original Coors Beer, correct? Yes, I was. And it was a freak deal. Uh, just had a rodeo at Belton, Texas, uh, Coors distributor, local guy there. And I went out and visited with him and asked him about a sponsorship. And he said, no, we don't do that. Well, the next year he came up to me and actually I walked up to a concession stand and he was standing there and he was kind of weaving back and forth. Might've had a little bit of Coors Light. <laughs> and uh, he looked at me and said, hey, he said, uh, I think I'm going to do that deal. And I said, okay, not knowing who he was. And I said, okay. And so he reached in his pocket and handed me a business card, and I realized who he was. So uh, Dennis Boulding, he was a local cruise distributor, gave me a van. Um, we had it all painted up. 
I actually did the interior myself and it was red shag carpet. Oh, nice. Uh, I really wanted to recreate that van, but then I realized I couldn't find any red shag carpet <laughs> these days. So I think I'll forget that one. But uh, yeah, those were the good times. You know, $12,000 a year, $1,000 a month was a lot of money back then. And it sure helped me get up and down the road. Well, and you've, you've got to see the transition from when you were rodeoing to now. How huge is that for the Western industry and the rodeo cowboys? Now the go rounds, instead of paying 1300 1300 yeah. now they're paying 27000 Yeah, it's it's awesome. You know, it really is. And, you know, to feel like you might have been a part of the growth of our industry. Sure. To see a, a guy like Trevor Brazil to be able to do what he did and has done and continues to do. You know, to, to not have to worry about having a eight to five job when he retires, right. which is what happened to, you know, most of the guys back when I was rodeo. Uh, you had your Louis Fields and a few people, Ty Murray's, that got to, you know, go on and just ranch and, and kind of do what they wanted to. But uh, there's a lot more opportunity today. And we got to think Jim Shoulders, oh, yeah. Neil Gaze and all those guys that, you know, way before us and then my time and you know, now your time. Right. Um, it's, I think it's just awesome. And here at the American, these guys got a chance to walk out here with a million dollars. I mean. When you got injured, you started working at the hat store downtown, yeah. Fort Worth. And from there on, I mean, you just worked your way up. I always told myself I wanted to retire when I was 30. Uh, I had two children, but I didn't know what in the heck I was going to do. Lane Frost got yeah. killed that year in July. You knew people could get hurt. You all, I mean, that's just part of it but somebody getting killed, especially that did it for a living like Lane right. and, you know, as good as he rode and everything. So it made you think. So it just so happened the guy that ran that store called me that day, a couple of days later actually, and said, hey, I'm going to move on to another position. Would you be interested in taking the store over? I accepted the position. I think I made uh, $20,000 a year. Did that for three years and then I went into outside sales for about 15 years and then I went into the office as national sales manager and then about 10 years ago, I've uh, been general manager. How was the merger between Stetson and Resistle? I mean, obviously it was before you became general manager. Yeah. That's been big for the industry as well. A guy by the name of Irving Jewell on the company when I started with them in 1989. And he had purchased Stetson out of bankruptcy about 10 years prior to that. Um, had he not done that, Stetson probably would not be around today. Uh, we are the only hat company that is truly American made. And what I mean by that is we have a factory in Longview, Texas that builds our own bodies. Right. So we buy fur like a bell of hay. That's rabbit fur, beaver fur, whatever it is. And we mix everything. I mean, how many hands touch a felt 200. hat? 200 hands touch 200. a felt hat. Um, before it gets on the on the shelf. We're running about 700 employees right now. You know, we got people that, we had a lady the other day that uh, runs part of our factory. She celebrated 50 years. 50 years? And has no intention of retiring. We got people that work in our factory, that work in our customer service, their their sisters or brothers or whatever. So it's it's an unbelievable company. What you guys do for the Resist All Rookies of the Year, I was fortunate enough to win win it back in 2000, the steer wrestling and overall. Being able to talk at the at the banquet and seeing these kids and excitement on their face knowing they've accomplished something, but know that there's something bigger out there too for them. Yeah. Our friend Mary Jane Carpenter, our marketing director, has taken that program completely and turned it around. Uh, so all the rookies get saddles and buckles and the banquet, and we have their families there, as you well know. And that thing's grown so much that uh, this year at South Point, we're going to have to get a bigger room. You know, we're in a generation now where cowboy hats weren't as cool a few years ago now with Yellowstone and everything yeah. going on. They're starting to be cool again. So I'm, I go up there, and I know you hear it. It's like a broken record when I get up there. Wear your hat everywhere you go. Right. Because we want the world to know cowboys are alive, we're strong, and we're, we're making a comeback, really. Right. Right now, 
if a retailer places a big order, we're anywhere from eight to 12 months out. That's how far behind we are. And we make about 5,000 ounces a day. Holy cow. PBR, be a cowboy. You got inducted into the ring of the ring of honor in 2017. That itself is, has to be such a great honor to be in there with all those legends. The PBR deal was uh, very special to me because it was bull riders. And that, of course, that's what I did. And to be recognized by some of the greatest in the world, uh, it's a pretty cool deal. It's been a joy. I wouldn't have had it any other way. The door's been open. And like I say, the rodeo business opened that door. Um, God gave me enough brains to walk through those doors. You know, there's an old saying, uh, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, I've never worked a day in my life because my rodeo career I loved and the hat business I think I probably love even more. Well, Ricky, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I, I mean, I've been a fan, obviously a, a fan and a friend for many years, and it, it's been an honor getting to catch up with you. And I know the fans are going to enjoy this and, and the history lessons from everything you gave us. Well, appreciate I appreciate you. Thanks, yes, sir. You. Thanks, Ricky. You bet. When I'm not riding my brother's sister. I'm not actually going to say my brother's <laughs> <laughs> When I'm not riding my sister's brother.